See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch The Trip from 2021 on Netflix. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to See It or Screw It. My name is TJ Davis, he, him, pronouns alongside... I am Emily Schick, and my pronouns are she and her. I'm Dan Murphy. My pronouns are he and him. Uh, All right. And on this, our second episode of Love Bites, we are talking about the 2021 movie, The Trip, uh, also known as... uh, Ion Dagger? Yeah, Ionde Dagger, which means in bad days. Yeah, because in in case you didn't get to that far with it, it's because their version of wedding va- standard wedding vows is in good days and bad days, as opposed oh, to in sickness I didn't and even in health. Think about that. Yeah, that's, I mean, what, I, that makes that's sense. what that's from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, that's the thing is is you know, I mean, and I know that there's there's another film that we're still planning on watching called Till Death, but Till Death would be a better title with this. Like, The oh, Trip is a terrible yeah. title. <laughs> like, the, the, the Trip is a really awkward title for this one, especially given that there's, like, that Steve Coogan movie yeah. called no, The Trip. The Trip feels like Netflix was like, we can't just call it In Bad Days because that's not part of the standard wedding vows and no one's going to get it. Well, so... also Americanized modernization. Yeah, yeah and, but I mean, ultimately, they went with a title that's so generic, it doesn't really it doesn't much to the anything film at about all. It. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's dumb. I mean, like, I don't, but I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I, I like, they could have done something different. It is stupid. The yeah. original title is actually perfectly fine once you realize what it's about. Yeah, no, I thought the original title makes sense. I just mm-hmm. knew that it was a bad translation. But, yeah. yeah. And, like, even if I didn't have the cultural reference of in good days and in bad days, it wouldn't really have affected me much to call this in bad days or in bad yeah. times, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But the trip just feels tacked on. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't. It, yeah, no. But yeah, all right. Uh, I, honestly, I think before we get into the synopsis, I just want to... No, let, let's do it after. We'll, we'll get okay. into the synopsis. Uh, yes, that's the beginning of the synopsis. Lars is a dissatisfied soap opera director, and his wife, Lisa, is an actress who can't make it. Having left for a weekend to go to a cabin trip, both plan to murder each other. Victor, a friend of Lars, wants to help him and doesn't want to help him. Fuck no, he's bribed to help him. He's willing to help him. Willing to for help money. for money. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll also get into Victor and yes, how, how so much of this has not aged well in the last like year and change. Um, Victor, a friend of of Lars, wants to help him carry out his murderer's intentions in exchange for a share of Lisa's life insurance. As Lars attacks Lisa with a hammer, she tasers him, leaving him temporarily immobilized. But after having tied Lars up, the naive Victor arrives and turns the situation around in Lars's favor. When Lisa reveals that she can offer Victor more money than Lars, a fight ensues in which Lars seriously injures Victor. 
shoots his fucking hand off because Victor was dumb enough to put like put his hand, his hand over the barrel of the, of the gun. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. Which like he's definitely an idiot, but I don't like some of the wording that they use. But I don't know if it's like culturally different in Norway with how that word's treated. I'm uh, guessing it's different. Yeah. That would be my guess as well, but it's still sort of like, ooh. They call him the R word. If you don't know it the R not word, be... then fuck you. And it also may not be a direct, like a, a, a quite perfect translation. I mean, yeah, so I'm guessing I ended, it doesn't I ended have up the watching same both the Norwegian and the English again. Oh, you and, watched the English? Yeah, okay, I watched yeah. the English. I, I watched as well. just the Nor. Yeah, I, I only Norwegian. watched this with subtitles. So yeah, like, yeah, I, I ended know. up watching both of them, and like, it's interesting how they're both like a perfect transliteration. So like, all the subtitles that we get in the are exactly original the... are exactly the lines that we get in the English translation. Yeah, hmm. but I don't speak Norwegian, so I can't attest to how accurate the translation. Yeah. Is. Probably not wildly. I mean, if you think about like, okay, just to give you an example of like a direct, like how a direct translation isn't always possible or logical. So the word for squirrel in German actually directly translates to tree dwelling nut lover. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and it's like, so other languages work different. Especially if they're not a romance language. Oh yeah, I mean, a there's been language. a thing I've been seeing floating around recently of somebody translated the lyrics to Smash Mouth All Star into uh, into like Farsi or something, and then translated oh, it nice. back into English. And it's it's pretty funny. Check it out, kids. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, no. All right. Begged by his wife to do something, Lars misunderstands and shoots Victor with a gun, killing him. Uh, also, I love that kill. It's just so over the top and getting shot in the back and just like thrust off the floor and bashing his face into the door frame. Like it's, it's so, so good. Looney Tunes and I love it. I love it. Yeah. Like Looney Tunes, I think, is kind of a theme in this in terms of like some of the over the top violence. But yes, we'll get there. absolutely. Well, yeah, the the level of violence. It's interesting how inconsistent it is in terms of how like it's either like like oh yeah now he got shot in the butt he's fine versus like you know like just yeah blood everywhere yeah yeah or getting stabbed in the foot and you know you have a never guy for being blood, a, yeah but then never again. having it with his foot ever for the rest of the film yeah 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 like still moving around fine after being stabbed in the foot. Yep. Yeah. Um, doo -doo -doo. In the fight that follows, the gun goes off with the shot passing through the ceiling and hitting a man hiding in the attic. One by one, three men fall down as the ceiling collapses. They Not are really one by one. Yeah, it's they, sort they of like sort of one and then the two. Time. They all yeah. kind of come down at the same time. Pretty much, yeah. Well, yeah. Roy, comes, Roy definitely comes down first because he's yeah. the jackal yeah. who's like, jumping up yeah. and down up there well i mean if we're being honest would you not be jumping up and down if somebody shot you in the ass oh hell yeah like there's I mean, nothing I'm you can I don't do get about shot it in the ass, but especially like you know getting shot with a shotgun in my asshole like no thanks i i think that 
I'm, I'm I I question if it if any of the shot actually got into his asshole because when they when you see them picking it out, it looks yeah, like it's, it's really firmly. It's cheek. a cheek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks but like, like he, yeah. he does specifically say, "You shot me in my asshole." Yeah, he yeah. Does. It's because that's way funnier. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there, Peter, Dave, and Roy, three fugitives on the run. The trio has taken refuge in the cabin before Lars and Lisa arrive but had to hide once the couple appeared. Dave apparently plans to rape Lisa, which Lars, well, they don't actually say, uh, I'll just keep going with this, because I think yeah. that this clarifies it, yeah. uh, which Lars makes fun of. It is then revealed that he was actually planning to take Lars. Faced with this, Lisa begs the three not to hurt him or her, promising to pay them a large sum of money the next day. Eventually, the couple break free and attempt to escape. This is followed by a series of brutal clashes in which the two would have died if not for Mikael, Lars's father, best character in the movie. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, best character like, in the movie. He, he, yep. He's got some Why troublesome Martin? lines, but like as an old dude, it's like, nah, I kind of buy that. Yeah, I mean, I he's also too. just really consistent. I mean, I think that's the other thing is that I feel like hey, he, he plays a trope and everyone else kind of like they're tropish, but then they try to like undercut it with something that doesn't quite mesh together. Um, like, you know, it's yeah. just sort of like, I, I think one of the best examples is like, why, like if Roy is this huge Nazi, why is he hanging out with a gay guy? Like it doesn't work. You know, it, that's not some, that's not a pairing. Like you need more there. It's like, they kind of forgot that like, Nazism isn't just anti-Semitism. Like, it's yeah. kind of like anti-everyone. <laughs> yeah. So. And, like, they do point out the anti-Semitic part of it because, you know, yeah. he, he wants to fuck Lisa even though she's a Jew. Yeah. And, like, that that's, again, that's a line from the movie. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so that might point to the fact that, like, you know, he's a Nazi because he hates everyone, but he's also, like, kind of willing to uh, ignore some of its precepts in situations in which it serves him to do so. Yeah, oh, I mean, he's I also just he incredibly has... stupid, so... Yeah, yeah I, I think that he has, a, he has a more childlike mentality than Victor does, but yeah. just, yeah. you know, a little more on the evil side. A little more? Yeah. A lot more. Well, I mean, keep in mind... Victor's fucking, pretty fucked, but... Victor was willing know. to dismember a body for... 500,000 kroners or whatever it is. Yeah, but yeah. there's a difference between doing it for money and doing it for hate. Yeah. Uh, or funsies. <laughs> you mean like Petter, who just mm -hmm. sort of kills for funsies oh. a lot of the time? He's, 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 you know, that's, that, that's another one. Like, we'll, we'll talk about all these other characters, but yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, the notion that they'd work with Petter is also pretty questionable because it's just like he's pretty open about the fact that he just kills his crew like i kind of for no reason yeah. like well like they, uh, they i think that they feel like they probably like, like like i think that yeah there's an I implication would... that they think they'll continue to add value and stay alive that way but it's like that's... i don't know that's pretty like well that's part of it but i think it's also the fact that like you know you either get to sit in prison for like a gajillion oh, yeah, years absolutely. or you take your chances with this psycho right like, right you're you know, probably taking your chances with the psycho, regardless of whether you know. And yeah, you just I mean, I just kind of wish I knew before he kills you. Yeah, I kind like they give a hint 
about the details of their escape. Like, they clearly had, like, some sort of inside man connection. But, like, I kind of wish we knew more about their relationship in prison to understand why these three are together. Because they kind of have nothing in common other than a desire to escape. Like, yeah. I don't really see why well, Heather was... in particular wouldn't just go off on his own way and and leave these other two guys to, like... Because they're still useful fucked. at this point. That's it. I mean, yeah. I don't reason. see them being that useful once they're out of prison because all they do is slow them down. Like, yeah. they pretty much only slow them down. Pretty much. Um, uh, fuck, there was something I was going to say. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially knowing the stories, like, just the stories they heard in prison about him of, is it true that you killed your last crew? Uh, it's like, well, yeah, they didn't have use for me. Do yeah. I still have use for you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's just. I mean, it's entirely possible that as soon as he had finished using like his tiny little gang to appropriate, like effectively menace people for money, that he would have just killed them immediately. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I think that's one. Of, I think that maybe is what it comes down right to now. is there. There is an implication that Petter is just so sociopathic that he actually enjoys killing people, and Absolutely. they're just his next victims. Um, yeah. so that's why he, he's keeping them around, but like, like Which, that like, implication doesn't really come horrible, in, but like, yeah, yeah it doesn't I really come up until through a little yeah, bit. Yeah. That, that like, he's like, Petter seems the most put together until he goes totally crazy at the very end of the film. So like, yeah. you know, then he's just really like. I want to kill you in the most gruesome way possible because I like killing people in gruesome ways, which is something that uh, isn't established speech, earlier I killed, on. I killed a person this way. I killed a person this way. But I've yeah. never killed a person by shoving his head into a lawnmower. Yeah. And it's like, all right, no, I I can kind of get that, man. I don't oh boy, that, here I go killing again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's kind Basically. of his. Yeah, yeah. Oh, more or less, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Mikael had been warned by his friend Hans, who goes into a great Abe Simpson rant of just, and I thought I was out of medication, so I went to the store, but I wasn't actually out of medication, but I thought I was out of medication. So I went to yeah. the store to get medication, but I wasn't out of medication. Why are you calling me at 3 a.m.? Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> I love Mikael. Like, he's yeah. definitely. Yeah one of the movie oh yeah. yeah i just wish that there was something more that hans had seen that would have like actually upset mikhail because like like you know like maybe like i don't know i feel like like honestly the first scene when lars is saying he's going to the cabin it should be him asking permission to go to the cabin and his father saying no and then being like oh i'm gonna go anyway you know like yeah. that yeah. No, that, that makes that more, sense. Made more sense um yeah. also fun fact not not the fun fact that i want to get to because there is a fun fact that i want to get to but uh fun fact there is good story scene because when lars visits mikhail there is a news report on the tv because all pertinent information is on the tv at all times about yeah. three escape prisoners yeah i don't know well i don't know we'll we'll get into it but like one of the things is i just feel like this is a movie that you know the comics are coming. This is a movie that only kind of works if you know what you're watching. Like, this is a you-need-to-watch-the-trailer-first type of movie, which I yeah. think is a problem. I would agree with that, and that is a yeah. problem. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, depends. If you have broken brains like TJ and I do, then like you know, I feel like we didn't know exactly what we were getting into, but we. I knew. I knew enough. The basic synopsis was like a couple goes on a weekend getaway, planning to kill each other. Kill each other, and 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 it's described as a horror comedy. So, like, yeah, I mean, you kind of know what you're getting into. Like, if you had nothing, if you had no context, I wouldn't even call this a horror though. Like, yeah, it's got some. Not really. It's got it's a lot of like horror. blood, but I wouldn't call it horror. I mean, it I mean, like it has it has gore similar to horror, but like that's yes, you know, I mean, because really I do think horror. that there is, you know, there there is a subset of horror that is just like we really like gore, but we don't really care about the suspense elements. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. like look at the and majority of the that, shit that so. Eli Roth has directed. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of like trauma's catalog is like you really like gore and like yeah maybe we'll have some horror stuff going on so but yeah uh, horror requires tension at least in my book that's why like i watched like the fucking most frightening movie i i've seen in a long time recently but yes we're not going to talk about that here because we're talking about this movie yeah uh yes do 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 warned by his friend Hans about strange events in his cabin leading to Mikhail's escape from his care home to check what was going on. Mikhail, Dave and Roy are all killed in a violent fight, leaving Peter and an apparent with an apparent upper hand against Lars and Lisa. They overpower him and sink his body into the nearby drowning into the nearby lake, drowning him. Uh, upon arrival of the police, the couple, untied, y- united, united by reignited feelings, um, share a self-flattering, self-fucking share self-flattering versions of events, presenting themselves as brave and heroic. They ride the popularity of their story by producing a Hollywood film with Lars as its director and Lisa as herself. Yep, that's the- yeah. That's yeah, it's basic a, plot. It's like the broad strokes. Yeah, yeah. very broad spro- strokes. I mean, they kind of skip over pretty huge sections of the movie of their escape and, uh, you know, how Roy dies. And uh, uh, Lars saying there's nothing going up my ass today until he shoves some fucking billiard balls up his ass after his ass had been threatened twice at that point. To then yeah. shit out said billiard balls and quote unquote find his balls in the situation, yep. which he really mm-hmm. doesn't because he immediately like just runs away, leaving his wife there to suffer. Thankfully, there's a knife nearby for her to cut herself free. But it's like, you guys, you guys both fucking suck and like deserve each other in many ways. Yeah, they really yeah. do. Well, I mean, that, you know, and that's that's really one of the things that's hard with this film is like all the characters are really unlikable, like yeah. really unlikable. Like and that's where like Lars's father stands out because he's the only one that I feel like the film doesn't even attempt to make him likable. Whereas a lot of the other ones like there's no we, like, we're supposed weird... to be rooting for Lars and Lisa in this and they both fucking purely because they're less bad than yeah the, but than you're mostly the rooting for convicts. them for their yeah because they're less bad like that's it like, yeah i mean it's like well then again you know it that it depending on the context that's something that works uh i think it works a little better in tv shows generally like you know how like 
it's unquestioningly like Charlie that's the least shitty of the uh, It's Always Sunny crew. And, you know, <laughs> I love how we keep like, on bringing uh, up Charlie. Yeah. So, but, I mean, <laughs> but, like, on that, on but that that's you're an rooting for their. It actually works. Like, yeah, but for that, you're rooting for their comeuppance. I mean, like, we're yeah. actually rooting for these characters. We're supposed to be rooting for Lars and Lisa to succeed. And honestly, mm-hmm. we don't care. Like, I feel no. like, you know, it's one of those things in which it's like, if you can build really great chemistry between them to me i'm trying to think of like trying to think of a better example than like the end of the effing world but like that's a good example of like two pretty terrible characters that you're rooting for to be together like yeah yeah. so honestly watching this made me think that for next year's love bites we should watch spontaneous which is it's not a terrible flick but it's like it should be called trauma bonding and other poor coping mechanisms yeah no i mean because like, i think that's that there's sort of how this feels but yeah. it doesn't come across as well no there's an element of trauma bonding i mean it's another thing of like again this is where like one of the things that i really get frustrated with this movie is i think it's i think it's like about an hour before the convicts show up like it's a yeah, lot. the convicts don't show up yeah. so so like we're following we're following lars for the first half hour then we get the turn that she was going to kill him as well. And that's our yeah. second half hour. And then mm-hmm. our third half hour is the convicts. And then our last half hour is Mikael coming in to save the day. And yeah, uh, Lars actually finding his balls. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is that whole like, like, you know, three days ago, like that whole gimmick, like I've seen it like. I don't want to say I hate this gimmick because I've seen it done well, but I don't think it's done particularly well and done well in this um, because I think I that like the idea of it in this. I don't I just think feel the execution like, is good, but I like the yeah. idea of it having that like nonlinear part of it. No, like, I mean, especially that's with Mikael yeah. like six hours ago, because we start off like we start off present. We go five days ago. We're back to present. We go three days ago. We're back yeah. to present one day ago we're back to yeah, this version of it didn't ago. bother me that much yeah I mean, I it was less obnoxious than like family guy cutaways no no i mean I, it, but it's not cutaways it's just sort of like and now we re we revisit the action i think part of it is that i think that this film probably should have started it like in media res instead of like chronologically at the beginning and then constantly backtracking um, you know, which again, a lot of people get annoyed by that, but I do think that if this film started probably with, um, I would say start the film with Lars and Lisa killing Victor and then back up to what led to that. Um, I think that's a much better, a more interesting start of the film. Um, yeah, because I actually, just, I could see that. Like, I, because I think what we need to see, we need to see Lars and Lisa, like have a moment where they want to work together like because it's just like it's an hour of them hating each other and it's just like well why are we rooting for them um, as a couple like give us a moment and i think that you know both of them being like like how are we going to deal with with victor and then turning to and then turning on on well we're gonna blame each other for this and then you know going back to but it's also just the notion that like we need like like since I knew that Lars is planning on killing Lisa, like a lot of the like jokes or whatever you want to call them in the first half hour kind of played, but I feel like they needed to spell that out a little bit more. 
Um, well, they they needed the they needed the scene of them at the carnival. Yeah. Before the line of, I'll be seeing you soon. Really yeah. Well, I mean, soon. Yeah. Well, they needed that before, like, like him even making jokes about, like, well, she could go out hiking and it's very dangerous. Or like when he's at the hardware store and he's buying a bunch of tools to murder her with. It's just like, like we kind of need to know the context of why he's buying these a little bit more spelled out. It also like, why is he buying a saw and rope? He needs one of the two. He doesn't need both. Um, but well, rope why, for tying her up. The, the saw is to... for cutting her up after she's dead. Why yeah. is he collecting rocks to then cut her up to weigh her down? Yeah, like it, it's, because you cut up the body. It's like a hat well, because they need to have the rocks on the boat for the final scene where they use them against Peter. But yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, it, uh, okay, bodies float, body parts yeah. also float. TJ. Yeah. Yes, but he didn't buy any plastic bags. I so he's gonna he show had some he, already. He probably well, has. I also like the fact that, that and you funny. know, I mean, and I also think that it's a missed opportunity to contrast the fact that, like, like Lars is buying all this shit for for murdering Lisa, and Lisa's like, all the shit I need is already at the fucking cabin. Like, you know, and I think that that's an interesting oh, Lisa had a far better they could have played. Yeah, but that's what I like. That's one of the things I do like about this is like, yeah, he's an adequate director, but he's a shit writer, and and she actually has some writing ability. So that's why she comes up with a much more believable story instead of like, oh yeah, she went on a hike. I told her not to. She never came back. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like it, I, I do love the scene where she confronts him about that and just sort of laughs, laughs at him at, him. at how yeah. horrible that plan is. Well, I mean, I also think that, you know, and again, it's like, I, there's just some missed comedic opportunities, I think, too, in terms of, like, you know, he's working on a soap opera where it's somewhat implied that, like, there's a sort of, of art imitates life situation in which, you know, yes. he's dealing with a which, woman who's... Which is who, weird for me because yeah. it feels like he should have been the writer of that episode instead of the director, yeah, because he's essentially writing what he perceives his life to be. Yeah, and, no, like, and it would have worked better for me. No, and, and then that no, and that plays into your thing of that he's a good director by a shitty writer. Is like I think it would have been funny if he's like, yeah, he writes this scenario that's like like the two of them are planning on killing each other, and that he's like brought into like the producer's office, and they're like, look, the ratings aren't down because everyone thinks this is a shitty idea, and like we don't, we're not buying it. Like that <laughs> plays it up because like because yeah. she's yeah. getting work because she's not a good actress he shouldn't be getting he should all he should not be getting work because he's a bad writer you know so it's like like both of their hands have like flaws to it of and you know i mean again and then that plays into the ending of then and using their various skills to actually collaborate or throughout the thing of of you know they grow you know because he comes up with a plan that's reasonable that overpowers roy Oy, um she you know has her best acting that he's ever seen with roy later on mm -hmm. like like both of them kind of grow in their, their um, career ambitions in terms of this and you know i mean it's just like it's elements that are almost there that i don't think are quite there in the finished film <laughs> so um yeah i know what you mean yeah i mean it's like i as more of the everyman perspective, because that's kind of, I guess I'm the fry of this group. Um, yeah, sorry, I, man. You're the fry of this group. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, I, I fully embrace my role. Um, I have to say that, like, 
while I see the and me Farnsworth. I mean, I, I, that's the thing is, which like I'm an asshole, so that would make me no, bender. TJ, but you're you're drunk, so you're bender. So oh, oh yeah. yeah, you're bender. <laughs> I'm bender, okay, baby. Dan, you're our Leela. Liquor. <laughs> oh God. lord, yeah, you definitely are. Um. Yeah. So anyway, I yeah, like no from my perspective. Oh God. Anyway, I I I actually I when you these are not things that I always pick up on. I actually thinking back on this movie, I see your points here. Um, like yes, the story could be stronger, but like I you know as a person who's not as well versed in like movies and their production, like I just I enjoyed the hell out of this movie both times I've uh I've watched it like. It's well, not it's not perfect, yet. but it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, I just need something to make the characters likable. And failing that, I just want a kind of like setups and payoffs that are kind of unexpected. Um, but like instead, a lot of the times we get fairly predictable setups and payoffs like the rocks are placed on the boat because they're going to use them against peter later on he shits in the in the attic and it's like well that's coming back later and it's like yep there it is isn't it funny when someone gets shit on their face like again like the line nothing's going in my ass today and he's threatened twice with something going in his ass until he shoves something in his ass well that's the thing is and, and you know i mean that's one of the things is i actually do think that 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 scene is actually one of the strongest, the stronger films scenes in the film of that. Like I, you know, attempted it rape because I think that his indifference to Lisa being raped, then when it finds out it's him changing, like, I think that that kind of mirrors kind of general male indifference towards sexual assault and culture, which is oh, really yeah. kind of it, interesting. It's gross, um, but it's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like that's, that's like one of the stronger scenes in the film, in my opinion. I also think that the ending is, is a really good concept that I kind of wish they could have expanded on a little bit more, but I think that in the bite that we get, it's really good. And, you know, I mean, that's the thing is like this film ends with a really strong ending, even though I think the process to get there is a little murky. So they, they needed yeah. somebody who is a recognizable actor to be playing Lars in that end scene, which is like my main issue. Like yeah, I tried I looking, mean, I tried looking to see like who, if that they're like was. a big Norwegian star. Yeah. 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 I don't and think they are. Like, though. I couldn't find anything. The fact that, that they don't have a Wikipedia entry means that they're probably not a huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of those yeah. things where it's like, all right, this is going to be like half our budget, but Hey, George Clooney. Yeah, no, I mean you that's know. the thing. Is I, I did think that they needed it um, to have, have uh, some known actor in that role to really sell the idea that. At, I mean, you know, fuck, this, man! At this point, he had already worked with um, what Joel David Moore. Yeah, and, and like he would have been a more recognizable actor in that last scene than whomever. Yeah, but was. I have I would have a really hard time buying. Joel David Moore beating the shit out of like convict guys. I, don't know. I mean, I would too, but like it's supposed to be an underdog story. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he's, sort of he's worked with that's a little too with, underdog. He's worked with Jeremy Renner. He could have had Jeremy Renner in the role. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, that makes yeah. even more sense. Yeah. So, um, you know, and that's 
just you know in general uh, you know and then i'm talking going back to the like you know time jumps thing it's just sort of like i feel like if you're gonna use that mechanic um you should do it like kind of more jokey like i I just kind of like to me i I think of like like uh into the spider-verse how they're constantly cutting away to their origin stories like that's how it should feel like like of just sort of like 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 yeah we know we know we're going back in time again and we're dealing with this character with a new character again and instead it's just kind of like it's it, it doesn't have that same like emphasis of just sort of like i don't really understand like i understand why this isn't told in that order but like like you need to kind of make a bigger deal out of this i don't know like so what you're trying to say is you wish it did more of a crash thing of like a collection of scenes that end up uniting together yeah kind of like yeah like i i, I just feel like like the way that they tell it kind of keeps the story clean because I think if you tell everything at the same time, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Mm-hmm. But I just feel like you kind of want to draw attention to this transition in kind of like a stylistically more entertaining way. I mean, you know, I mean, I think, um, you know, it's something like go kind of does that of just like even making it like chapters like that would work. Yeah. You know? Actually it's that like, makes sense. So, Oh, it's like, there's a way of, doing it that i think draws more attention to it but it actually because it's such a you know it's an unconventional way of telling a story anyway i don't think that's a bad thing so um no then, i'd you know. agree with that but like i also i i wonder so we touched upon this a little bit like i wonder how much is lost in translation for us yeah um, i do wonder that I mean, in some of it might be, but at the same time, I, don't watch I think many Norwegian flicks, so I don't know how like their action comedies stylize themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think that one of the things that's just kind of interesting is that at like one that I picked up on is that at uh, you know when Lars and Lisa are driving to the cabin, they're playing heavy metal in the uh in the car and then when they introduce the convicts they're also playing heavy metal and it's just like so you're drawing a parallel by these characters is that just like laziness because you like a heavy metal or is like they're meant to be a parallel because they like the band yeah i I know and it's uh it's uh according to uh, something i read i can't remember some article um Basically, the the songs that are, you know, recognizably, like, not just score are all, like, songs that are popular in in Norway. Like, I, I think it's huh. more of a, you know, like... We're going to play a popular song type situation. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, if you... We'll like the trailer. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, take, like, a, a random movie from the 90s that has, like, a, you know, a Kiss bunch me. of, like... All, like no more like alt rock bangers you know what i mean like stuff that was on like the alt rock charts like that's kind of what you're looking at here except like you've never heard of any of this shit because you're not i mean i I don't know i mean overall it just says to me that you're using music to evoke an emotion in your audience instead of like establish a character and to me that's less interesting um i mean it would make more sense to use music to establish your characters yeah because like if you want like again like 
there are so many things about Roy that feels like a hat on a hat. Yeah. But like, if you want to express them as evil, then like, yeah, give me some like super growly Norwegian death metal. And if you want to like expose, you know, Lars having a bit of aggression, make him, you know, a little more new metal. Um, <laughs> like, the, the, I don't know if you're able to tell the distinction enough, but, um, you know, I mean, but it, it doesn't like, you can also have music that contrasts their personalities. And, you know, I mean, again, it's just like, like there's a distinct difference in personality between Roy, Dave and Peter. Um, and I just kind of wish that like, like, you know, it, it's interesting that like kind of all devolve into like they start as like, like, well, he's the leader and he's he's the muscle and he's the, you know, one who kind of whatever. But like, yeah, like, I'm not really sure. They all kind of devolve what? into the same at the end. Like they're all just kind of like they're just bad guys at the end, you know? Yeah. Well, and especially because like, like Peter seems to have just as much muscle as fucking Dave Roy yeah. does. As yeah, Roy right. does, because yeah, like, Roy, does. Roy is like, yeah, yeah but he doesn't guy. want to get his yeah. hands dirty. But he doesn't yeah. want to get his hands dirty until he has to, right? Yeah. Which is also weird because he he admits to killing so many people in so many different yeah, places, and he which claims he that he clearly he, likes getting his hands dirty, right? Yes, like there's but an inconsistency just, with him. I mean, he also is def- clearly a narcissist who all who likes you know making people do stuff because. I don't know. He, he probably has a raging boner every time he makes somebody do a thing. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like he he's very like you know uh, Roy and and Dave all want to be all sexual assaulty, and Peter's like, no, I get off by telling you if you can or if you can't. So yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know, I hadn't actually connected that before, but you're absolutely yeah. right. Like, yeah. yeah, that is that is sort of Peter's kink. Kink. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, like, why, why is Dave there? That that's another question. Because he Dave's there because men. he, no, Dave's there because he was the he was the one who had the connection to actually get them out of prison. Yeah. That's it. That's why. Yeah, but I mean, again, it's just like, how does he still consider also apparently that value? It's, yeah, uh, because he can threaten people with his monster dog. <laughs> ah, right. And then he's useless once he gets shot in the knee by the old man. <laughs> Man, yeah, I love Mikel. Like Mikel, like outside oh, yeah. of like some real, like he's the most. You're right. He's the most consistent character, and, and mm-hmm. like there are certain lines that he has. And it's like, oh man, but I get where it's coming from from a character perspective. Yeah, no, I mean, it, and, and most of it's played as a joke. I mean, it's just like like to have him contract you know put him in that car is hilarious because it's just like like this is totally not the type of car he would ever ever want to drive oh um, yeah no he hates it and it's like, like his favorite kind of car would car. probably be like american muscle where yeah. i just like rip ass down the road no he <laughs> wants he wants like a cadillac that gets like you know oh maybe 10 miles a gallon like or I would, I would say the norwegian equivalent is probably like one of the really like one of the old land rovers that like you yep. would basically roll over a passenger car with oh i was kind of thinking an alpha but Mm-mm. too froofy yeah really huh yeah way too froofy i, I figured you'd want power very Jeremy no, Clarkson. He wants not that kind. He doesn't want speed power. He wants crushing stuff power. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's a fan and of driving war. over like 
Yeah, you know, no, I mean, like that's the thing. It's like, like you know, it, 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 in you know the U.S., he'd want like like some sort of like like non. He wants some sort of big truck or something. But like, like since you know he's not gonna, he's not an American. He's not gonna have the whole buy American mentality that I think is super prevalent here. Like, I don't, I don't know what the buy Norwegian equivalent would be. But you know. I don't think they make Norwegian cars. I mean, I guess he, like <laughs> he scooter. could be like. <laughs> <laughs> like I, like I mean, S-K-U-D-A Skoda 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 <laughs> But yes uh, Skoda no. fucking Swedish <laughs> Oh maybe So he'd hate it <laughs> Yeah I mean I was gonna say Like if you wanna stick to Nor- uh, You know Nordic country stuff It's like you have Saab and Volvo But like yeah they're uh, Again they're um, not, No no uh, uh, Volvo prides itself on safety That is not something that he's into No <laughs> No, and uh, so did Saab. Although Saabs yeah. are were, I mean, but that's the thing is like, dude probably wants something he could drive over tree trunks, which is why I say old Land Rover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. old no, Land Rover if, definitely makes the most sense. Yeah, he w- he wants something that's damn spaceship. Yeah, he wants something that's it's not out of place to it's, put chains over your tires. Yes, so. it's not legal for him to own a tank. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Mikel is like the best character of the movie. And I mean, like he has a good arc of just sort of like not accepting his son. And then like when he realizes his son's murdered some people and being like, now you're a man. Now you're a man. <laughs> yeah. Now I it's, finally it's, respect you. Yeah, it's and played, then I get it's my totally ridiculous, but you get where it's coming from. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, cause there was the earlier line of like your generation needed a war to make you a man. And yeah. you know, it's him showing up to find his son in a personal war, which finally gives like the respect to him that Lars has always desired. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I guess that that's like Lars's arc is like finally having his father accept him. Yeah. I mean, it's that and it's his relationship with Lisa, which again, I feel like they're, it works. There's just, it works because they're both like, I don't know. They're shitty and kind of perfect. They're both shitty and perfect for each other because of it. But they're not perfect for each other. They're just shitty and terrible for each other. And now they're like tied into a permanent, like tied in together permanently because if they divorce, then the other will just like, I will, I will rain fire upon you, even if it burns me. Okay, maybe perfect for each other is the wrong way to put it. They fucking deserve each other and like they they've self-selected themselves That's... out of the dating pool for for the benefit yeah, I, of the rest of society. I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah, I mean because that's the thing is like there's just there's not a ton of chemistry between them, which is really no. disappointing. So, and I mean, I think that that's well, one of the much like, that, like many. I think it's also kind of a comment on celebrity relationships in general, because a lot of, I mean, there well, are you know really solid celebrity, celebrity relationships, but a lot of them are just based on, wow, you're hot, and like I, you know, you were so sexy when you read your lines. Uh, I'm gonna you know, we're going to fuck and yeah, now we're married and oh wait, I've been living with you for two years and I've discovered that I fucking hate you. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean I've been looking at some of the, the Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, uh, Grammy stuff um, and it's like, okay, so countdown, turtle that are divorced going on? <laughs> oh, I hadn't seen any of that shit. Oh, yeah. Not I didn't see, but like, honestly yeah. <laughs> that like, that, like that's, you know that's the kind of shit that like I honestly, that's the norm in celebrity relationships, I think, is that 
because a lot of people who end up being successful actors, but also yeah, just but I mean, you have to remember in the industry, that, like, like they just have a lot of uh, they they tend to like have a facade. They they're yeah. kind of playing a role all the time. Like even people who like are, you know directors or like producers or whatever they're all still like they're kind of playing a game and like they kind of there's no like a lot of them just don't really have any substance beneath that yeah but i don't know how much that applies to these characters though because it's just like he's a struggling director and she's barely working as an actress and they both kind of met each other before that decided to move to a different country because because they were supposedly in love so i mean like i'm not sure like there's a a she moved yeah she moved but they must have met there so i was gonna say the implication that i from like their conversations is is that they were they may not have been like fantastically successful before but they were more both of them were more successful before Yes. And then like in the through the course of their relationship, both of their careers have tanked and they've basically because neither one of them is able to have any like actual introspection or like take responsibility for things, they blame the other person. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I think that the, well, the other most thing is... the problems go to him. The reason there is so yeah. much debt is because of his gambling addiction, which is yeah. well, she seems to have about. a shopping thing too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she does. And she's like a fancy, you know, she's got you likes know. the nice things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think the other thing Walmart is, is there's there's an opportunity, I think, of the two of them kind of using their history of knowing each other to like get out of situations that I think is kind of a, a missed opportunity in this. Of Well, like, I think it's slightly touched upon in the scene where they end up finally killing Roy. But yeah. of like her actually acting, yeah, and, yeah. Like I think that's a building block for it. But then why later when Panther is you know drowned and Lars is drowning, that there's definitely like a look of like, huh? Do I actually want to help him? Yeah, it's too late in the movie for that look. Like yeah. honestly, I didn't think it worked well in the scene where like he where Lars knocked out Roy with the uh, poop balls yeah. um, and then just left her there. Like I, I would say toss her the knife instead of just like yeah. leaving her there. I like, would say that by the end of the film, much like how Petter views, you know, people, I only keep people around when they're useful to me. Oh, they both they have figure out each they, other. Yes, they 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 have and once without again each other, become without useful. each other. They're totally fucked. <laughs> exactly. They are they are useful to each other again. They I don't know. Like I would question whether they ever really loved each other or if they just like. I mean, that's a fair interpretation. It's just depressing. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I lean more in the direction that they lusted each other for a moment. That she thought that he could help his relate his her career, career and and she I was a trophy she wife. Was hot. I don't know. It's it's just such a <coughs> I don't know. It's such a cynical take on and, and you know I mean they have those conversations in there of like what happened to us and things like that. So I just feel like like the film the film's ambiguous on this point, and I feel like it'd be stronger if it chose a direction. 
So I mean, I'm not saying that there's a, a complete lack of feelings there, but like I definitely, based on the rest of the beha- of their behavior throughout the film, I would su- I would suspect that like, uh, a choosing a partner is more based on utility than feelings. It just so happened that like, you know the feelings at least in the beginning were strong so they were yeah, like well know, yeah they, like they let's useful. stay together for the kids argument like it's kind they of have like, no kids yeah but they have but they have, like, but they have together a career for becoming is, rich yeah. yeah yeah they have a career that is based on their marketing being a you know couple that actually likes each other <laughs> so ah <sighs> Oh, hey, that fun shit's fact. easy to fake. I mean, fun look fact. at. Uh, oh, Tom go ahead. Cruise. Tom Cruise is really good at faking that he likes people. Well, yeah. Like, honestly, these people remind me much why, a lot of Tom Cruise. That's why Tom Cruise is a great actor, because he doesn't feel anything. Yeah. He, he's yeah. just good at faking. Yeah. That's why he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot take. <laughs> Uh, before we get much farther, because I'm guessing we're getting towards our ending. Yeah, I don't. Point. I don't have much else. I need. I feel I need to say about this. But I, I, wa- I want to mention the director for a moment. Um, Tommy Vercola, I'm guessing is how it's said. If it's not, sorry, Tom's. Um, he's a director that I knew better than I realized that I than I knew because I've seen a bunch of his features without ever knowing his name. Yeah. Because he directed um, Dead Snow, which is, you know, Evil Dead with zombies. Or no, Evil Dead with Nazis. Uh, he directed Red Snow, Dead Snow 2, uh, Red versus Dead, which was a bunch of commie zombies versus Nazi zombies. Mm. Um, yeah. He, he also directed the... Uh, the fucking atrocious uh, Hansel and Gretel witch hunters, um, which I remember seeing once. And even when it came out, I remember not liking it. Um, This one I haven't seen, but it's hit my radar. So I actually know it is what happened to Monday, which was like a Netflix original movie, which I'm guessing is probably why they purchased the rights to this. Like, I'm curious mm-hmm. what the filming year of the trip was, because it feels like an older movie that sat on a shelf for a while. That's possible. Uh, it's a possibility. I mean, uh, it's also a lot of a lot of the usage of like, uh, you know, like Queer Dave and using the R word and like. Yeah, but you also have to remember that like, uh. Europe is a lot less progressive when it comes to that stuff than you think they are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but, but most rad, most rad, he directed the uh, 2022 movie that called Violent Night that if you haven't seen it, check it out. I it's, very much want to see that. It, it, it's, it's on fucking Peacock. It's David Harbour as an actual factual Santa Claus pulling a fucking diehard. And it is so much fun to watch. Oh but my god, yes. He didn't have a writing credit on that one. He was just the director. And yeah. I like his direction. I think that he is a weak writer, though, from everything yeah. that I've seen. I think yeah. that he is a weak writer, but I think that he is really good at like 
violent action direction. Yeah, I mean, if you're into that, I mean, I like I said, I, I mentioned earlier that I thought that the gore is somewhat inconsistent. Um, and a lot of times I did feel like it went a bit too far for me because I don't really care. Like, you know, I, I don't. It's oh, not and there were times for me that about. I think it didn't go far enough. Like, yeah, I agree. Roy, Roy getting his head blown off. I kind of want to see that instead of just the yeah. blood splatter. Like, no, I mean, that's Roy what I'm saying. It's shit bag in this movie. Well, ugh, they're all shit bags. They're all the, the, the serial yeah. killers are real are all really unlikable. Um, yes. But like we get clearly from the beginning. Ooh, fun fact. Um, we get clearly from our first introduction to Roy that he's a shitbag because he's got like a giant swastika covering his entire yeah, chest. Yeah, which is lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Fun fact, he's got a um, head on his arm and that head specifically is the Nazi zombie leader general from Dead Snow. That's okay. awesome. I, I hadn't picked on up on that until I realized who like, yeah. that he directed other things but it's like huh that tattoo looks really familiar and i can't quite place it oh that's why but yeah i thought that was a fun fact (laughs) no it's it's interesting um but you know i i just feel like i don't know there's just some stuff that's like a little like like subtle like i don't know i mean and get with the with the violence it's just sort of like you know oh the the buckshot into into his butt is really not pretty you know they don't really show much of that at all and then meanwhile well, we see flying like across the, the room so we, we like, see the images of like you know uh the back of his pants before he changes them of like yeah. That there is a large blood spot covering the majority of his ass centered on his anus. When we see that wound being cleaned, it is a tiny little area with buckshot in one spot on his right cheek. Yeah, Yeah. no, and I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like that wound is so not gruesome compared to when Dave gets his, like, like, knee shot. Like, that's disgusting. That's so gross. Or, like, the the finger shot off. Or, again, like like you were saying, like, that shotgun apparently had enough blast to propel Victor across the room and forward. Like yeah, the 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 level uh, of violence the, is very inconsistent throughout this film. So it is it is inconsistent. I will say that, but I also in a very minor defense of this of of the violence, uh, it passing through the buckshot passing through wood is especially because of the size you know the size yeah. of buckshot. It's going to significantly reduce its velocity yeah. enough that it but, could actually reduce the severity of the injury. No, I know right. that the. It yeah, have pattern is inconsistent. Yes, it should. Yeah. Well, it, well, yeah, it should. I, it, it... I don't know. I mean, when when he, when Victor's getting sent flying across the room, we're not going for realistic violence anyway, and I just feel like everything should kind of be at that level. Uh, or yes. you know, I wish that everything yeah. was more Looney Tunes like that. Like I, I think that would make this movie a lot more fun. And, I agree. All right, you know what? We're fucking fifty-five minutes in. I'm going to kick into my verdict on this one first this time. Okay. All right. I really like a whole lot about this movie. I wish the script was tighter. Um, 
or, or you know expanded upon other things i don't really want the movie to be longer because it's already almost fucking two hours and that's <sighs> sort of pushing my limits at, the, at that point no this movie should be like 90 minutes yeah um but there is a lot of stuff in this movie that i like that honestly man i'm gonna call it a see it just because it's worth watching at least once I wish it went a little more Looney Tunes. I wish it had more fun with its concept, but what it does, I still mostly like. So okay. I'm going to see it. I'll, I'll go next. Cause I'm, I'm a screw it because like, sure. I just, <laughs> I, I just feel like the setup takes way too long. Isn't particularly oh, yeah. well done. Um, requires you to kind of go in knowing what movie you're seeing already. Um, like, you know, I mean, like, I, I just don't think that the, even the like hints that the comics are there are pretty, are like with the failed alarm or like, like his sweater missing are that well executed. Like, like there's, there's a way of doing this film that's more fun, especially for the first hour of it. Um, and I just think that like, they're, you know, I think the, the commentary that the sexual assault scene brings up is interesting. And I think the ending is really good. Um, but that's ultimately just like i i didn't like any of the characters i found the violence kind of disgusting and inconsistent and you know a lot of time i would just maybe there's a version of this film that would work for me i i think i'd rather this film be in the 90 minute range but like this you know this didn't really yeah, work maybe, for me maybe so hundred screw it yeah yeah like it, it it's got a lot of issues but there's still like again that there's more that i enjoy than i don't enjoy there's more that i don't enjoy than i yeah, enjoy exactly <laughs> that's why we've got this binary system of see it or screw it yeah the uh, uh, shocker um i am a see it on this one uh much like Whoa. tj like i definitely it, like yeah do i think this movie's perfect no do i care not really i have a lot of fun watching this um also, shout out to like whatever fucking like Norwegian scene scenery that they used as a backdrop because holy god, that place is pretty. Like, I don't know. It's just it like it's like I'm it's a, able it's to a overlook really well shot a lot film. of the yeah. I'm I'm able to overlook the inconsistencies for uh you know pretty visuals and you know fun violence and you know some kind of weird hijinks sort of bullshit like i don't know I, compared to dan i'm basically like you jingle keys in front of me and i'm a, i'm i'm entertained so but if you want to um, have much more fun violence watch violent night <laughs> oh i i will it's on believe Peacock. me <laughs> yes watch i will it. watch that but like yeah i mean honestly like i you know that like this gave me what i was looking for from it and I I I'm cool with it, so I'm definitely a see it. Yeah, I like again. I'm I'm similar to you, M. Like it's sort of it, and I'm also with you, Dan. You sort of need to watch the trailer for this to see if you want to watch this movie. If yeah. the trailer for it makes it be like, oh, hey, I could get into that, then absolutely fucking watch it. If it doesn't, then don't. 
Well, the yeah. trailer's also necessary context. And like, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, the Truman the Show is so another no film. That it, it, well, I mean, you need a summary. It's like I always point to the Truman Show. It's a movie that like, like you need to realize that his life is being filmed as a TV show or the first 30 minutes of the film of the film don't work at all. Like, yes. like and it's it's one of those things that like you kind of take it for granted because like who doesn't know that that's what the Truman Show is about? Um, and like. Like, you know, I, the trip is definitely exists in a universe where they know that people are reading like that sentence long plot summary, which is really all you need it, yeah. um, before they're watching this film. But like the fact that you do need to read that summary before you watch that film is kind of a thing. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I feel like like there's a way and, oh, and you yeah. know, again, it, I feel like if they started in media res, they could they could sell this concept a little bit better. The, the simple synopsis that we didn't do is purely husband Lars and wife Lisa are fed up with each other and planning on murdering each other during their trip to their cabin. However, their plans go awry when three fugitives take them captive. Like, yeah, you give that's, me that that's all you really need. I'm kind of yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. That's like, how we ended up watching it. We sort of stumbled on it. Like when TJ and I first found it, it was like, I'm like, what the shit is this? Oh yeah, I definitely want to see how that plays out. Hell yeah, that's it. Yep. All right, guys, wow. we're like an hour in. I am sitting here doing the pee wiggle, yep. as I, you can see. see. <laughs> well, you, you our dear viewer, audience, our, cannot, our listeners but... don't need to know about that. So. I was gonna say, someday if you give us money, maybe we'll like release video versions of this, and you can actually see TJ do the pee wiggle. Hell Ugh. yeah. Well, no, I. Now, now I, we're definitely I, not paying money ever. So. Ideally, ideally, we do a live show at Coolidge Corner, and at some point during the show, you just see me get up and like gimpy gallop down the uh, aisleway to get to the bathroom <laughs> to get back as fast as possible. You know, like the good old days at at the Coolidge. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all right. Uh, we've got verdicts. Dan, pitch your thing. Oh, yeah. So I also do a webcomic. You can check it out at withfeedus.com. And he has a fuck ton of stories planned. He just <laughs> needs to draw them. Apparently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Emily, uh, pitch our other thing. We also, TJ and I also do a podcast called New England Beer Reviews, where we talk about beer and drink New England beers and also talk about other pop culture that isn't the stuff we cover on this. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Uh, while I'm doing the closeout, somebody think about a final word. Uh, we've been Cedar Screwit. My name's TJ Davis alongside Dan Murphy and Emily Schick. You can check us out on Facebook and Twitter as long as it still exists. It still exists. Um, you, you can also see what I'm watching on letterbox.com backslash SIOSI. Uh, you can also give us money at patreon.com backslash S-I-O-S-I. That's the initials of our show. See it or screw it. S-I-O-S-I. Um, man, I still need to make tears. I'm fucking lazy ADHD drunk. Eh, shit happens. C'est la vie. Who's got a final word? Honey, I'm home. <laughs> Actual line from this movie. Yep. Uh, I, I was thinking, uh, you bit my nose off. What nose? Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's another inconsistent violence. Like, the makeup <laughs> on the missing nose isn't there. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen better missing noses before.
Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like a little red spot on his nose. It's like, come on. Yeah, yeah no, that was that was weak. Anyway. All right. Anyway. End. <laughs> End. Finn.